Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Yes, I'm just so honored to be here and particularly on a day like today. Amen. It's just an honorable day for all of those who've given their lives and, um, you know, just has an impact on everyone. As you know, Don's, Pastor Don's father served two years in Vietnam. And, uh, you know, it was just, uh, it was just an experience that uh, changed our lives, changed his life. He had many changes, but I'm just so thankful for all of those men and women who have who are right now serving and protecting us right this very minute they're in harm's way so we're very blessed to live in this country and i want to encourage you also to uh, take advantage of that uh, the rap lessons at the (laughs) children's church (laughs) i'm sitting in my seat and i hear that drum line going and i'm just going v I C T O R Y. <laughs> and so you can tell I need rap lessons. So I thought, uh, I thought that looked like so much fun. So I think kids' church, children's church, whatever they call it these days, it should be fun. Amen? It should be fun. It should be just a, I can hardly wait to get there type of thing. So I'm really blessed to bring the word today. So let's pray. I'm going to pray over the word and then we'll get started. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Father, for the promises in your word, that it is the word of God. It is the creative word. It is the word that's spoken to the darkness and said, let there be light and confusion and darkness had to flee. It's still powerful today. It's our life. It's our strength. It's our hope. It's our very journey that we are on discovering and finding things in your word, Father, that compel us to keep moving forward into a deeper relationship with you. I ask you for the Holy Spirit this morning just to reveal words to us, to our hearts that we need right where we are. And I thank you, Lord, that your power, your power is upon your word. And it does create, it creates a new life for all of us, new hope, new desires, new desires in our life. So we thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name, and we all said, amen. Well, you know, it's always hard to preach on uh, like a holiday because, you know, you're, you're thinking of one way and you're thinking of the holiday. And, and so when Don called, I, I said, well, it is a holiday, and, um, but I said, it'll be fine. And so uh, I thought about it. I thought about all the men and women who've died and you know, we don't even know, uh, we don't even know who they are. We don't know their names. And you know, there are certain days in history that, that radically change us. There are certain events in history that change us all, like, you know, the man landing on the move and uh, Martin Luther nailing his thesis on the church doors that changed the course of the church and, and uh, Pearl Harbor and 9-11 and Dr. Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream. I mean, these things change the course of our life. And, uh, you know, just thinking about that, just in that 24 hours, lives can be changed forever. Just in a short 24 hours, your life can be changed forever. And so, you know, there are people who, as I said, are serving our country now, and we don't know their names, but they're there nonetheless. They may not make the headlines, 
we won't know them all. They'll never be famous, but yet their service is affecting us. Their decisions are affecting us. Sometimes we don't think about life like that, that our decisions affect others. We think maybe we don't have an impact on other people, but we do. And it, when we make a choice, it, because it is a choice, uh, a significant choice, then our lives can head in a whole different direction. And so uh, I want to look at a story in the Old Testament that uh, you may not even know. You've maybe never heard of him, you've never heard of his story, but because of his choice, then it's changed our lives and it changed the nation of Israel. And so let's open your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 14. And as you know, those who have been here for a while, I teach out of the Amplified Bible because it has more words. And so this is a story of Jonathan. Now, uh, you know, Jonathan is really not that famous in the Bible. He's known as being David's friend. Now, David was very famous. You've all heard of David, the psalmist, the shepherd boy who became king, amen? And he was the son of uh, Saul. And so we know that Saul was the king and the things that he did, but you might not have heard of Jonathan. And if you did, maybe you heard that he was David's friend, but he was, uh, there's one chapter in the Bible that talks about him in a different way. And I want to look at that this morning. And I'm going to give a little bit of background. The nation of Israel, they had been uh, in a battle with the Philistines. The Philistines had conquered them all, so scared them so that they were hiding in holes and uh, we're going to pick up in 1 Samuel chapter 13, I'm sorry, and I want to read in verse 5. It says, the Philistines gathered to fight Israel, 30,000 chariots, 6,000 horsemen and troops like sand on the seashore in multitude. Verse 6, when the men of Israel saw they were in a tight situation for their troops were hard pressed, they hid in caves, holes, rocks, tombs, pits, and cisterns. Some Hebrews had even gone over to, the, to Jordan. As for Saul, he was in Gilgal, and all the people followed him trembling. Now, here is the army of the Lord. Here is Israel, and they have uh, had a battle, and they did have about 3,000 men, but now they're down to about 600. And so they're afraid, they're hiding in holes, they're hiding in caves, they're in pits, they're in cisterns. It says that they are all trembling in fear. And so this is uh, how the story progresses. As they are hiding in fear, they don't even want to come out and show themselves because they have no weapons. Uh, the only weapons they had, as we read on down, it says that the Philistines took all their weapons. And it says in verse 20, it says the Israelites had to go down to the Philistines to get their plowshare, mattocks, axe, and sickle sharpened. What that means is that they had no swords in the camp. They had no weapons, nothing to fight with. All they had to fight with was their rakes. I don't know about you, but I used to rake and hoe, and I mean, I can't show, imagine showing up. I have a cute little one now, you know, that you dig in the soil and has the little daisies on it. And I can't imagine showing up to a battle with my little, uh, 
uh, spade thing with a, a little flowers on it. But that's what they did. They got anything they could to have them sharpened. In verse 27, or 21, and the price for the plowshares, it talks about that. Then in verse 22, so the day of the battle, neither sword nor spear was found in the hand of any man who was with Saul and Jonathan. But Saul and Jonathan, his son, had them. There were two swords in the army of Israel, only two for these 600 guys. I mean, that's all they had. And so, I mean, here they were, a mighty force, but they were hiding. They had no weapons. They had two swords. And then it goes on to say in chapter 14, verse 1, it says, one day, Jonathan. Now it says one day, one day. You know what? Today is one day. It was just another day. One day, Jonathan, son of Saul, said to his armor bearer, come, let us go over to the Philistine garrison on the other side. Let us go to the other side. Where have we heard that before? Now just think about this. This was one day in his life. One day he made a decision. I mean, he just got up. He thought, I guess, he'd had enough. He was prompted by God. He just got up and that day changed the course for the nation of Israel. It was just another day. One day can change the whole direction of your life. One day you get up, you make a decision, just like the children of Israel. They were in depression. They were in discouragement. They were in uh, pits. They were hiding. They were in fear. But one day, Jonathan said, I've had enough. I'm going to the other side. One day. Maybe that day for you could be today. Maybe it could be your day today to say, I'm getting out of this depression. I'm getting out of this fear. I'm getting out of this oppression and I'm going to the other side. It was just a day. You know, every little word in the, in the Bible, I just love it. I love the prepositions. I love the verbs. I love all of that. But this just says one day. It wasn't a special day. It was just a day like all the other days. But that day was different. I remember when Pastor Don's father came home one day. It was just a day like every other day. He woke up that morning, and I'm sorry to say this, but he was just as grumpy as ever. When he left, I thought, oh, I'm glad that grump is out the door. <laughs> Just another grumpy day. So I'm in the kitchen, it's about 2.30 in the afternoon, and this is true. He walks in the door, he burst in the door like he was Superman or something, and I thought, oh great, grumpy Superman. And he <laughs> walks in the door and he says, Karen, I'm a different man than left here this morning. I am sorry for all the pain I have caused you and the kids. And from this day forward, if you will forgive me, from now until forever, we are going to serve the Lord. Yay! It was just another day. Just another day. I didn't wake up thinking, oh, this is the day. I didn't think that. 
It was just another day that someone made a decision to follow God and it changed our whole destiny. It changed our whole life and affected so many other people. Just another day. You know, that day that we have, that 24 hours, is really important. The Word of God says, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Moses says in Psalms 90, he says, teach us, O Lord, to number our days that we may apply our heart to wisdom. Each day is a day filled with God. I mean, it's just... He was open. Jonathan was open and he told his armor bearer, let us go over to the other side. Now, it says in verse one right here, it says, but he did not tell his father. This was something Don Ray added to my sermon because, you know, when I preach, he wants to give me points. (laughs) I said, I appreciate that. Tell me more. It says in verse one, it says, but he didn't tell his father. You know, the thing about it that was so striking is that he didn't tell anybody he was going. It was just Jonathan and his armor bearer. They just left the camp and he told his armor bearer, come, let us go to the other side. He didn't make a big deal about it. It wasn't published in the newspaper. He didn't shout it from the housetops. Hey, look at me. We're going and we're going to be something. He didn't do that. He just went. And it says that Saul was remaining at the outskirts of Gibeah under a pomegranate tree in Migron, and with him were 600 men. Now remember, these guys were fearful, hiding. Here's Jonathan and his armor bearer, verse 4. Between the passes by which Jonathan sought to go over to the Philistine garrison, there was a rocky crag on one side and a rocky crag on the other side. Verse five, the one crag rose on the north and the front and the other on the south. And Jonathan said to his armor bearer, come, let us go over to the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us for there is nothing to prevent the Lord from saving by many or by few. I love that. There is nothing to prevent the Lord for saving by many or by few, by 600 or by one. God will work through you. God will work through you. It doesn't matter. You know, you think, oh, this situation's too big. I need to call everybody. I need to rally the troops. I need to get everybody. No, you and God are powerful because the Holy Spirit lives in you. Hallelujah. We have the power, the creative power of the Holy Spirit. He lives in us. Amen. And he said, it doesn't matter how many, for many or few, God can still work through us. So his armor bearer said to him in verse seven, do all that is in your mind and I am with you in whatever you think best. I love that. One translation says, I am with you heart and soul. How wonderful to have a friend like that. Heart and soul. I am with you heart and soul. You know, I I thought about this as I was thinking on this message, how that for in our situation, I was like an armor bearer to Don. I didn't really realize it, Pastor Don Sr. at the time. But you know, that's really what I was. I was there to help him, to serve him, to encourage him. And you know, I, I began thinking about this. It says that 
Let's read on down just a little bit. His armor bearer said, do that's all on your mind. I am with you, whatever you think best. Jonathan said, we'll pass over to these men and we'll let them see us. And if they say, wait until we come to you, then we will stand still and we'll not go up. But if they say, come up, we'll go. So they said, come on up. And verse 13, then Jonathan climbed up on his hands and feet. Get this. Jonathan climbed up on his hands and feet, his armor bearer after him, and the enemy fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer killed after him. Look at that. It says that he climbed up. Get this picture, these rocky crags. That's what it describes. It describes like all these big rocks over here and all these big rocks over here and there was a pass right through the middle. But to get up to the plateau where the Philistines were, he had to climb those rocky crags. And I say to you this morning, you may have to climb some rocky crags. There may be some rocky times in your life. But look at the fierce faith of Jonathan. Look at his determination to do God's will. Look at his determination to stand fast and conquer the enemy. He climbed on his hands and his knees to get up to the top. Listen, we need to be like that. We need to be courageous. We need to be determined. We need to say, no, devil, I'm coming out of this pit. I'm climbing out. I am climbing up. I am going higher. I am going higher. And he didn't turn back. And I thought this about the armor bearer. You know, sometimes, Kathy, my dear friend for 37 years now, I guess they're saying, um, we... uh, I lived for a while in Colorado and she would come up and visit me and we would go hiking, hiking all over uh, Rocky Mountain National Park and we would get on some trails and there would be rocks and we'd have to climb over the rocks and, and it would, you know, how the rocks, if they're not real tight in there, they scatter down and fall down the hillside and stuff. And I thought about that and I thought, you know, some people, listen, some people will help you climb up that rocky cliff, but some people will drag you down with them. They'll hold on to you. They'll start falling and so they'll hold on to you and try to pull you down. We do not need people to pull us down, but we need people to lift us up. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift us up. Yes, we are a people who lift each other up. Let us be known that. Let us be known for our people who lift each other up, who say good things, who say the best things about one another because there's power in unity. We lift each other up. We carry the armor for others. And we say, whatever's in your heart, I am for you. I am for you. But more importantly, God is for you. God was the one who prompted Jonathan to go up. God is the one who said, Jonathan, you can do this. You can do this. Jonathan went up, he and his armor bearer, and it says in verse 15, oh no, I have to get the drama right. In verse 14, it says, and his first slaughter, which Jonathan and his armor bearer made was about 20 men within about a half acre of land. Verse 15, and there was trembling. Look, 
They started up there. They got up there. They got to the enemy's camp. They started using that sword. And it says there was trembling and panic in the Philistine camp, in the field, among all the men. The garrison, the raiders trembled, the earth quaked, and it became a terror from God. I mean, look at that. This was started out to be just a normal day. Nobody said there was going to be a weather report with an earthquake. Nobody said there was going to be a big trembling. It was just another day. But when God's on the move, he starts to shake. He starts a shaking going on. Hallelujah. Amen. It is. I've had times in my life I thought, Lord, I can't do this. And he said, I am with you. I am with you. Get up. And I'm telling you, once I got up, I just kept on going forward. I just kept going forward in faith, climbing up that mountain, climbing up those rocky crags. And God was with me. The word of God says he's with us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. I wanted to be. I wanted to be where God was. I mean, God was up on the hill destroying the enemy. They went up to where God was. And God used them in the midst of the battle. And then after the earthquake happened, the people in the camp started taking notice. And they said, what's that noise? Look, Saul, verse 16, Saul's watchman said, oh, what's that noise? Verse 17, then Saul said to the men with him, number and see who's gone. See, remember I told you they didn't even know he was gone. When they numbered, it became evident Jonathan and his armor bearer were missing. And Saul said, you know, get the ark of God and do all of this. And verse 20, then Saul and all the people with him rallied and went into the battle and behold, every Philistine sword was against his fellow in confusion. The Lord sent confusion into the enemy's camp. Moreover, the Hebrews who were with the Philistines before that time who went up with him into the camp roundabout, they turned to be with the Israelites who were with Saul and Jonathan. Likewise, all the men of Israel who had hid themselves in the hill country, when they heard the Philistines fled, they also went after them in hot pursuit. So the Lord delivered Israel that day. Do you see how that young man's decision, he decided that day, he made a decision, I'm going up and I'm going over how his decision affected a whole nation. Sometimes people, it just takes one. It just takes one person who has faith. Faith that won't quit. Faith that won't move. I remember there were times when I would tell my husband, I, uh, no, we can't do that. And he'd say, yes, we can. We can. We're going over. We're not going under. That used to be his favorite phrase. We can't help but going over because we're not going under, so we're going over. And it just takes one. It just takes one because faith is, it's like contagious. But sometimes fear is contagious. Doubt is contagious. Depression can be contagious. Here they came out of those holes and caves. Here they came out to celebrate the victory. They said, I don't want to live down here anymore, and I'm going to go up. I'm going to go up. I mean to tell you, this is where we're going. We're going up. You're going up. If we go up on our hands and knees, that's all right. We're going. Amen. We have a, faith, a fierce faith. We're going to climb over those rocks of defeat. We're going to climb over those rocks of self-doubt. We're going to climb over those rocks of wrong thinking and wrong speaking. And we are going over. We are going over. Amen. We are going over. 
Oh. <laughs> I love you too. Victory has a price. Victory has a price. It does. You know, we saw the beautiful videos of people that paid the ultimate price. Victory has a price. You know, we were created for victory. We were created that way. When we're living down here in depression and discouragement and self-doubt and being mean and ugly and screaming and hollering, that's not who we are. That's not who we are. We are victors. We are overcomers. We were made for victory. And so here we just examine the life of this young man, a young man that most of you probably never even heard this story before. A young man who had fierce faith, who climbed those mountains on his hands and knees and had victory. And so I forgot to tell you the message title, but I called it The Power of One. The Power of One. I'm amazed by this. I encourage myself when I study these and read these stories, I think, God, what you did then, you can do today, and you'll do in the next generation and the next generation. The Power of One. That's you. Now, you may be in a pit. You may be in depression. You may be having self-doubts. You may be having discouragement, maybe a broken heart, but you don't have to stay there. It's a choice. It is a choice. You saw how all those people were in those caves, but one person made a choice. And you can make that choice today with every head bowed and every eye closed. I just wanna pray for you for a minute. Father, I know that you see every heart. You see every part of our brokenness. And in some areas, we are broken. But you are the healer. You are the great healer. And Lord, you lead us by stepping out in faith on a daily basis. And as we go, we receive our healing. As we step out and believe you, we receive our healing. We receive healing for those wounds. We receive healing for the hurts, for the disappointments, the discouragements. So I pray right now, Father, Just bring healing to every heart, comfort to every heart, because they did make a choice to come today, to gather together, to be service, in service with their other brothers and sisters. So they've already started out of that pit, out of that cave, and they're on their journey to wholeness. Thank you, Lord, for healing all of us from our past, even from things that people have said over us that were not true because we are all overcomers. So I thank you, Father, that you're bringing every person up that hope has been planted. There's light coming into the darkness by the Holy Spirit. 
I thank you, Father, that you have a great plan for every person here. You have a purpose and a destiny for each person here. I thank you, Lord God, that they are open and they have no limits. They put no limits on, on themselves about how they can be used by you. You use them every day in so many ways. There are no limits. I thank you, Lord, that you use every one of them to be a bearer of good news, the light and love of Jesus Christ. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.